Hello there, episode number 16, Coffee Joffrey podcast. How is everybody doing? I hope you're well. Today's topic is everybody starts somewhere, exercise a keystone habit. So if this drawn your uh, attention and you're listening to this now, maybe you're someone who's stuck in a little bit of a rut at the moment. You've got a health and fitness goal that you're trying to work towards, but you just can't seem to pluck up the motivation to get started. Um, and you just, you've been there, you've done that, you, you end up joining the gym and then quitting after a few months and the motivation just isn't there. You know, what I wanted to do in this podcast is give you an idea of, from my experience, the things that you should be worrying about, the things that you need to worry about. Um, there's a lot of misinformation in the fitness industry and we'll be, you know, it's a billion pound or billion dollar industry. There is some, uh, people out there who aren't necessarily got your best interest at heart. So it's important that you don't get sucked into things that um, are potentially there to kind of not get you the results that you want. So I talk about exercise being a keystone habit all the time. And what I mean by that is that exercise is one of those habits that has the, uh, has the potential to unlock and improve the rest of your life. All right. So if you start to think about what exercise can do for you when you start to exercise regularly, you start to sleep better, you know, because you're a little bit more exhausted from your training. Um, you've been a little bit more active through the day. Your mood is improved. You know, you get that that hit of adrenaline after you work out where you're in a really good mood and everything seems good. You know, I still get that now when I work out. Um, that's brilliant if you've ever got a little bit of a hangover and you can muster up enough motivation to go and do some exercise because you do feel great after it. Um you know, you'll start to uh, you'll start to make better choices with your food without even necessarily going on a diet. You know, when you exercise, the last thing you want to do when you've gone out and busted out, you know, a really real tough workout in the morning or gone for a tough run, last thing you want to do is go and ruin that by um, you know eating something unhealthy or fast food or takeaway. You're generally making better choices with your food. Um, so, like I said, all those things uh, you know can be improved just through exercising. I don't know if you've seen that video on YouTube, the, you know, the corporal in, in the Navy in the US, he talks about making your bed as a keystone habit. You know, the fact that if you wake up and make your bed, that's already your first task of the day completed. Um, and that's going to lead on to you completing other tasks as well. So have a little Google of that keystone habit. There's plenty around, but exercise is definitely one. Um, I think when people start out, like I said before, a lot of misinformation, people do get overwhelmed. Um, and they, they, they tend to get a bit nervous and they don't necessarily enjoy the setting or surrounding they go into. But what I think is important to note is if you are someone who's a bit nervous going into the gym, maybe you don't know exactly what to do. Maybe you feel like people are looking at you because maybe you, uh, you know, you're overweight or you don't feel like you're doing an exercise properly or you, know, you only stick to just doing one exercise. I think what you need to remember is that no one's ever looking down at you in the gym. Um, in fact, I think it's the opposite, you know, from the position that I'm in and, you know, position that a lot of people are in. When they see someone come into the gym who doesn't necessarily look at its experience, the fact that they're there and they're trying to make a difference is, is amazing. And I think that people actually want to help build you up and they're actually willing to help you rather than looking down on you. So just keep that in mind if you are someone who's a little bit nervous walking into a gym. You're only doing it for yourself. People only really care about themselves as well. Um, so they're not going to be looking over and making judgment on you. 
But I can guarantee that if you ever asked anybody any questions in there, they'd be more than happy to help. People do want to help and they, you know, if they've got experience, maybe they've gone through the same experience as you, um, they are willing to share their progress and share their, you know, their information that might be able to help you as well. So I wanted to get that out of there early because I do think I've never really had it myself because I've always been someone that goes to a gym. But I can imagine if you, you know, you haven't been to the gym for 20 years and then um, you start going in and, you know, you go down into the weights area and you feel like everyone's looking at it. it must be a little bit of a daunting thing but I think that's one of the big barriers that you need to get over I think the first thing that you need to think about is just being active over a prolonged period of time all right so we, we always I always talk about this motivation being really high in the first couple of weeks of your your new training program but the two weeks that you're going in and you do maybe four sessions you know you're active every day that's not necessarily where you're going to see uh, the biggest changes. I mean, you'll see some progress in those times, um, but long-term sustainable results are going to come from doing things for, you know, eight weeks, 12 weeks, months, years. And the fact that you're making the effort to be active, you know, you're walking a little bit more, you're making sure that you do your exercise, even though you're feeling a little bit tired. If you can get to a point where that's all that matters to you, getting in and doing your workout, you'll be in a far better position um, like moving forward, like I said, you don't always have to go all in straight away and try and change food and go on this diet and try this exercise training program or, you know, make sure you're sleeping eight hours a night. If you can just get into, like I said, that keystone habit and just getting back and being active and committing to three training sessions a week, that over months, over years is going to be the thing that really makes the longest change, uh, makes the biggest changes and longest long-term results. I think exercise, not exercising will not help anything, all right? So, you know, I've been chatting to one, one of the ladies that I train um, and, you know, she's she's got a lot of weight to lose and she's got bad back, she gets spasms and she's bordering on type 2 diabetes and one thing that was really nice to hear the other day is the fact that her GP and her physio and everybody is in alignment with she needs to be training. You know, where I've worked with plenty of people before where, their GP might say, hey, you shouldn't be exercising. Not exercising when you're bordering on type 2 diabetes is just a recipe for disaster. Um, yes, I understand that there's other things that we need to take into, take into consideration, but just basic movement and burning calories is going to be a lot more beneficial than not doing anything. I think if, as long as you're working in the right environment, you should always be doing something. So not exercising will not help anything. Yes, if you get an injury and it's very acute and it's inflamed or you've broken something, yeah, you need to be resting. Let's be, that's that's obvious. Let's be realistic about that. But even with an injury like that, you know, it's going to get to a week, two weeks down the line, you know, you, you're going to start to start doing something to, you know, aid the recovery, to aid the rehabilitation. I'm not saying you're going to go for a run after breaking your leg, but there's other things that you can be doing in terms of like increasing blood flow and just getting back to normality. So, like I said, not exercising will not help anything. So if you get to a point a month into your program and you're not seeing the changes that you want, it shouldn't be, oh, well, I'm going to stop now. You should carry on doing what you're doing and manipulate some of the other variables around it. Maybe that's when you start to look at your food a little bit in a little bit more detail. But by the time you've got to that, you would have already cemented exercise as that habit. So that's already locked, locked down, that's ready to go. Now you can start making changes towards things that are a little bit more of a sacrifice like food. I think um, 
an, another thing that you can do that will really help is just building up your support structure around it. I did a podcast on your support structure. Um, I don't always think training with just a support structure with just one person, you know, like if you and a friend agree that you're going to go to the gym together, if you're both people who are not entirely motivated and you're going on this journey together, I think you need to be more than two of you. Um, maybe you've got another two or three friends that can join your group or you can go and find a gym that you can ju- you can join. I'm not saying you have to go and pay for coaching. Go and find people around you that are on the same mission as you. But if it's just one person and they're similar to you, there probably is going to be that day where you're both feeling a bit demotivated and you're not able to pick each other up. And before you know it, you're, you're both not working towards that goal. Whereas if there's four of you in that group and you have a little WhatsApp group, I see it. I'm involved in a few groups that people have set up. And um, someone's lacking a little bit of motivation. All it takes is one person to just, you know, put a screenshot up of their run they just did or a healthy meal. And it's just a way of drawing you back in. And again, it doesn't have to be everybody fully motivated all the time, but at least stay within that circle. If you've got one person, like I said, it's not always easy to maintain that way. Um, so that's definitely another thing that you should think about rather than just just being active. Find people that are going to get you and keep you being active and get into the gym. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book The Four Tendencies by uh, Gretchen Rubin. Uh, definitely check that out if you're you know if you're into reading and or listening to audiobooks. You could even just Google the principles of the four tendencies, but talks about like an obliging mentality. And um, so that's one of the four, the how we deal with expectations. And an obliger is someone, I'm definitely an obliger, responds readily to external motivation um, and doesn't respond readily to internal motivation. So an obliger mentality is someone who, you know, like myself, for example, if someone tells me to do something or I have to meet someone somewhere, you know, if I arrange to meet a client or if I arrange to meet a friend at the gym at 5am in the morning, the fact that I've arranged it with them is going to get me there. Now, I've decided the night before that I want to go in the gym at 5am in the morning because it's going to have a positive effect on my day or I don't have any other time to train. If I don't have to meet someone and it's the simple fact of wake up in the morning, I feel a bit tired, I'm only going to let myself down. I don't mind that. I'll go back to bed. Yeah, so that obliging mentality is if I've actually arranged to meet someone, then I'll 100% go there because I do not want to let them down. And what the book kind of talks about is I think they reference like 40% of people are actually have that obliging mentality. So it's definitely worth checking that out. There's Questioner, there's, um, there's two more as well. There's Rebel and there's Upholder as well. So you might find that if you can work out which you kind of fit into, there's steps that you can take to make sure that you're you're kind of working towards your goal when you're doing it. That's it today. Exercise, keystone habit. Obviously, Movement Wins is where that came from, the title of my, my online coaching program. If you start to exercise, I'm not saying that's the only thing that matters in terms of working towards a health and fitness goal. Very important other factors as well. But if you can change that one, it's going to have a positive effect on your life. All right, enjoy the rest of your day. 